Welcome to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Elizabeth. Thanks for joining us today. This week is Stand Up for Grain Safety Week. And we have focused on grain bin safety in the past with Lisa Piper, but we could not pass up an opportunity to bring awareness to this issue once again as businesses and organizations across the nation tune in to the importance of keeping workers safe while handling grain. It's such a critical issue and when it goes wrong can really impact people's lives in a negative way. So this week is sponsored by the Alliance. It's an OSHA cooperative program and they are offering educational programs every day this week at standupforgrainsafety.org. We'll get you that link in the episode description. Safety measures are incredibly important when you have to enter or work around a bin. But the bottom line is you really never want to have to enter that bin, especially one that's full of grain. Maintaining grain quality is key even before it's harvested to make sure that you don't have to enter the bin to break up any clogs or anything like that. With increasing wet fall weather, it's certainly been a challenge in recent years to um, get that grain harvested and get it dried down so that it'll store well. And we understand that the idea of leaving grain in the field as long as possible to let Mother Nature dry it can reduce your gas bill. However, the reality is the majority of yield loss um, due to delayed harvest occurs after mid-November, and we rarely, if ever, see additional drying after that point. Um, this was based on a study done um, here at OSU with Peter Thomason conducted over a three-year period. Yeah, Elizabeth, I think that's really important for people. You know, they're trying to save money getting that grain um, dried down, Mother Nature, like you said, but it can cost more in the end if you lose quality and get deductions at the elevator, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, a year like last year, even where, you know, we waited for weeks to just see a couple you know, a couple of points drop in that moisture content, it can be frustrating. And then add to that something like phantom yield loss, which is debated whether it really exists or not. Um, but sometimes it, it appears that you might be losing dry matter if you're letting it dry down in the field as opposed to harvesting it a little bit more wet and drying it on your own. Oh yeah, that's a good point too. Um, this winter I did come across a dry down calculator created by Iowa State. Have you ever seen this? I've taken a look at it before. It's, I think it's a pretty useful tool. Um, I think two falls ago, we did a corn newsletter article about it. Okay. Now, now I feel bad for not remembering that, <laughs> but um, I haven't had a chance to try it out in the growing season or that I can remember, but it estimates expected change in grain moisture. Um, so you can assess the risk of leaving the crop in the field, you know? So if you're trying to get that extra couple of points, try out this calculator and see based on predicted weather um, if if you're actually going to get those points or how long it might take to get those points is my understanding of how it works. Yeah, it's a neat tool. It, it takes into account the typical temperatures we see across the month. And we know that that warmer weather definitely helps, helps dry down quicker. Um, so you see over time, the amount of moisture you can expect to come out of that crop is going to drop mostly because, you know, we're going to see those lower temperatures, fewer sunny days. Mm -hmm. Another way to manage risk of poor quality grain is by using different maturities or planting dates. Um, this will help prevent your crop from needing to be harvested all at the same time. And we know the longer that 
the mature grain sits in the field, the greater the chance of that quality declining is going to be. Um, this is also going to help spread out yield risk as well, since corn is so reliant on rain at certain growth stages. Uh, make sure you consider how many acres you think you can harvest in a day or week, and then calculate back and plant accordingly. Yeah, that's a good idea. And the Midwest Regional Climate Center has a corn GDD tool that's based on past weather patterns. And so if you're interested in investigating these different maturities, um, you can play around with this tool. Um, today, I went in and selected Champaign County and entered a 110-day hybrid with GDD starting April 5th. That's a little early, but um, that's about the earliest that GDDs can start. So you can get pretty specific with it, entering silking GDDs, black layer, planting date, weather variations, and so on. So today the calculator is predicting black layer on that 110 day hybrid on September 9th. And then the range is August 26th, August 26th to October 9th. And that's a pretty wide range. So as we see, as we get into the season more and weather predictions become a little more accurate, I think we'll see that narrow in. Um, this tool is, has probably the most value for farmers in delayed planting situations. If you're trying to decide if you need to switch hybrid maturities, you planned on planting at the beginning of April and now it's the beginning of June and want to ensure that you reach black layer um, before uh, frost is likely to occur. So check that out and see if there's a range in harvest dates that might work for you. And just throw this in there. Um, I've talked to farmers who've mentioned shortening their um, hybrids so they can get in and plant cover crops as well. So if that's something you're interested in, maybe an option too. Yeah, that's two positives that can come out of some good planning up front. So one thing to keep in mind when we're talking about grain is once, once it's harvested, you're not going to be able to improve the quality. Um, the only thing you can do is prevent it from declining with proper management. And proper storage is, is really the key to this. Grain moisture and temperature determine how long grain can be stored safely without a decline in quality. If you're bringing it in at 20% moisture and 70 degrees, you can only store it for 16 days safely. But if you can dry that corn to 15%, it increases the safe storage time to 125 days. If you could also cool it down to 40 degrees, you're gonna increase that time to 142 days. Um, so the relationship between that temperature and moisture is really critical. Do you keep in mind as you're bringing in grain that it's gonna hold heat for a while? So even as the temperature outside the bin drops, it doesn't necessarily mean that the temperature in the middle of the bin is coming down as well. Um, this is why it's so critical to monitor that grain, um, whether that's with a temperature probe or something like that, and getting your fans on on the days that you've got low temperatures and low relative humidity to move that, move that moisture front through your bin completely. Yeah, great point. So getting back to grain, grain handling safety, we like to share some tips with you um, to keep you and your employees from becoming a statistic. Speaking of statistics, here are a few for you. There are 25 billion bushels of storage capacity in the U.S. and 14.65 of those for corn and soybeans were utilized in 2019. And then in the Eastern Corn Belt, we have about 3.5 billion bushels of on-farm storage 
capacity and just over 3 billion for off-farm storage capacity. And there was an increase of 27 gram entrapments from 2018 to 2019. And you remember 2019 was a really bad year for um, grain in storage and quality. And the fatality rate of grain entrapments is 61%. So the odds are not in your favor if you do get into that situation. Yeah, I think that really, those, those statistics really underscore how important that grain quality is, you know, in a year like 2019, knowing that we have low quality grain and then seeing in turn that, that fatality rate and those accidents going up. It really drives that point home. And, and again, it's never a situation you want to be in, like you said, Amanda. Other things to keep in mind before you get busy with harvest, um, go through your grain handling system and make sure everything is in good working order. Check your ladders or your stairways for any needed repairs and make sure that all of your safety guards are in place. Um, you know, oftentimes we're working around PTOs or augers at these bins, and those are dangerous as well. Um, check your electrical equipment to make sure it wasn't damaged in the off season. And also make sure that you have the proper lockout tagout equipment to successfully implement that safety strategy in the middle of harvest. Those are some good tips. And one thing I'd like to add is to gather all your employees and family who may be pulled into harvest to go over the safety procedures with them. Even if they may only run, say, the grain cart a couple of times, include that person because you never know what type of situation they may get into. Make sure everyone knows where those locks are and harnesses are kept and that they know how to use them, right? It might not be enough to just say, you know, here's the lockout tagout equipment. Show them how to properly use it. And really stress the importance of never entering a bin, a wagon, a grain cart, um, any type of flowing grain alone. You know, that's something that we might think is um, intuitive, but it's not always, especially um, younger, if you've got um, teenagers helping you. Um, even, you know, we have some really big grain carts these days. And if they're emptying that grain cart and for whatever reason they decide to get in it, um, that, that could be a difficult situation. Yeah. And I know Many people have young children that, you know, oftentimes the farm turns into a playground and making sure that they understand the risks and that it's never safe to, to be entering bins, playing in grain carts. Um, when you think about, like you said, Amanda, the amount of grain that these systems move today, it takes fractions of seconds for an accident to happen and making sure that, that your children know that those these parts of the farms are not, not places to play is incredibly important because, you know, these accidents, well, they're always tragic or even more tragic when they involve young children. Just keeping that safety in mind, you should always have at least two people around when you're entering a storage facility, one in the bin and the other outside. Um, having someone on the ground to prevent any accidental startups is even better. Um, if you've got questions about how to create a safe handling plan, contact your local extension office the OSU Ag Safety and Health Program, or even your local elevator. All of them will be really happy to provide you resources to help you make sure that you're, you've got a great plan in case an accident happens, um, because we know that in those situations, if everyone knows what to do, the odds of a successful outcome can be a lot higher. OSHA on-site 
does consultations and does not have the authority to issue fines or citations. So they're also a good resource if you want someone to come out and check things out and give advice. Um, other resources are available in this week's CORN newsletter in an article written by OSU's Lisa Pfeiffer. Yeah, and we'll put that link in the description along with some of our past episodes that we've done going way back to episode 15, um, grain storage tips. And then 41 was on grain bin safety specifically. We get into a little more detail uh, about some of the things you should be doing. And 42 was on grain storage management. So from the perspective of keeping that grain in good quality. And then just uh, back this winter, episode 61, um, last fall, we did safety during harvest. Just be proactive about safety. That's the best thing that we can do uh, to prevent any accidents. Look into some of the resources available through the Stand Up for Grain Safety Week. Like we said, reach out and get some help if you want to implement a plan and aren't sure which direction to go. Thanks for listening to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. Join us again in two weeks for our next episode.